Archers, attack! Keep firing! Let none escape! Another down! Do not relent! Welcome to the last WoW patch before we have to deal with fucking talent trees again coming this Tuesday. I'm Slide Whistle! Oh, I thought you were going to have a dramatic reveal that this is our last episode of Do Not Relent now that we've hit our 200, and you know, it's like, well, we gotta at least warn the people, so here you go, guys. Episode 201, it's our last ever. I wish. Uh, just kidding. Oh, don't, 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 don't take that seriously, but it's immunization. Hello. I don't know about you guys, but I mean me, Aaron, Fire Mage Extraordinaire, Horde, Punching Bag, and newly released singer, that's right, my head got way too big after episode 200. I'm pursuing my music career. Come buy my new album off iTunes exclusively. We couldn't get it in the stores. Lay a track on us right now. Let's hear one. Do you sing it right now live? Ooh, Goofy's silly hat. It gives me plus 15 digging speed. I wanna hang out with Ursula, but she's underwater, so I can't go to her house. That one is uh, so, so my dramatic. new. That's my new single called "Looking Over to See What Cubbybub Is Playing on Her Computer Book." It's pretty good. That's pretty good. Almost as good as seriously. I'm super excited for our fucking talents coming in this coming reset. It's finally something something new to do. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, we'll get to that in a second, but I feel like traditionally, since we have a review, well, we have several reviews, actually, so I think we'll resort to the back to the last time when we actually had more than one review, which has been a very long time, but if I recall correctly, we only do one per episode so that we space it out a little bit so we aren't just slamming, like, three shots back to back at the beginning of an episode. You motherfuckers started laying them on thick. (laughs) Keep them coming. Keep them coming. But, yes, I will read um, our... Oldest of the three that we have lined up so far from Craig585, which I assume is Craig from our Discord server and from the Getting Buff podcast. Yo, fuck Craig. He, he wants me to say that. <laughs> he pays yeah. us to have him say that. It, it was a, actually a request of him to have particularly Slide Whistle say that. But anyways, he's, his review says, five stars, Cup Dan approves, been listening to the pod for about six months. As long as you're not a Nancy boy and you don't mind explicit content, this is one of the best pods out there. Between sides, side tangents, immune losing every game. Hey, I'm on a winning streak right now. Yeah, you're and doing Aaron's really well. impersonations of Growlina and, and Australians, you will always be entertained. Quickly becoming one of my favorite pods. I look forward to listening to it every week. Can you sing in an Australian accent for us, Aaron? Uh, of course. Hey, everyone. Here's my Oceana single of uh, looking over at things that Cubbywub is playing on her computer book. Elsa's here. We're on the beach. We're picking up some shrubberies. We call them shrubberies because right, we say good, pretty everything good, pretty good, wrong. Pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. Our, our culture is wrong. It's incorrect. But it's okay to say that because you can make fun of the British and Australians and New Zealands as much as you want because they're just funny. And that one you can stream now if you're in Oceana. It's called In the Styles of Junker Queen. <laughs> there you go. Alexandria couldn't even do better. But yeah, uh, thanks, Craig. I didn't think that I would be forced to read a slur against my people in a form of a review, but there you go. Hey, at least <laughs> at least you're doing the slurring. If I did it, that would just 
actually be a cancelable action. Yeah, here. Fun fucking shit. I okay. Wait. Oh fuck the shot. I have to do a shot. Yeah. Oh god, I gotta do. Oh this. my god. I I I looked over and I was like, oh there it is. I knew I forgot something. And in honor, <laughs> I I do have the most important part. I do have another slim gym. Oh man, that's a <laughs> long ass slim gym too. Shots, baby. This is a three times bigger. It is called the Savage Slim Gym. They brought back Macho, the Macho Man, Randy Savage is on this one again, baby. Oh, like for the listeners, it legitimately has Macho Man on the cover of it. Oh yeah. All right, I'm st- I'm stirring it. I'm stirring it. Stir, 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 stir. Okay, I'm taking my shot now. This is rum, so it shouldn't be as bad as last week. No, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. <coughs> I've not taken a shot in forever because we haven't received a review in forever. But oh boy, look forward to this t- for at least two additional weeks. You took a shot last week, didn't you? <laughs> well, no, I just drank a lot of my drink. I've been doing more <gasps> of drinking lots of beer instead of Wasn't a real shot. shot? It was a shot's worth. You monster. We used to accept chugging. I I will not be slandered. We accept chugging. I've been been dying over here, man. I'm going to do a slim gym. Wait, can you hear it? When you make a chewing noise, I can hear it, yeah. But uh, full disclosure, I am not taking a shot because I have come down with an illness. So I am on several types of cold medicine and have a mild fever. So I assume I will already not be fully here today. Drink some cold, some cold syrup. <laughs> Why not? You, the, you yesterday, <laughs> yesterday, I drank some Dayquil, and it gave me a little buzz in my chest, and I was like, I understand why rappers drink this until they die. <laughs> it's an interesting feeling. What is it, like cold syrup and Sprite? <laughs> I, I think there's some, hey, some hey, sort hey, of hey, don't alcohol. don't post illicit recipes. Come on, it's illegal now. I guess, yeah, this is like the anarchist cookbook. We're not supposed to audible... So if you pay us five dollars to oh do not relent or patreon.com slash do not relent, maybe I'll teach you how to make walk. Uh but yeah, don't don't do that, guys. That's bad. Um anyways, um to get us back to wow, uh as we alluded to earlier, on the next upcoming reset, October twenty-fifth, pre-patch officially begins. Like this is the first time that we actually have confirmation of the date for it, and that's wild to me. They were really sitting on it's it. It's like I said before, Ian just came in the house with his white sleeveless shirt, super sweaty, cigarette dangling out of his lips, and just threw down all this information and said, next week, get prepa- get ready. Yeah, but this is when we will be getting our new talents, which is going to be a lot to try to handle. Also, they are still currently, as of like a few minutes before we started recording this podcast, they are still tuning classes and their abilities and things so that's interesting yeah so the preload is available now i mean it's uh, it was available three hours ago as of thursday and then class tuning hotfixes went out holy paladin and wrestle druid got nerfed and 17 minutes ago unholy decay and demon hunters got tweaked i didn't read the, the demon hunters but they fucking i think they nerfed but they nerfed little alan my little unholy decay was, was he really on the honkometer though uh, at this point, anybody's on the honkometer. If I do not like how Evoker plays, I don't know what I'm going to be playing. It's all fair game. I feel like my my, my secondary alt, that's, I, is it going to be my druid? I don't even know anymore. I was going to say, is it all feral game? 
which which will be tough because evokers are not coming in pre-patch. I believe yes. they'll be arriving two weeks later, if I remember this correctly. Yeah, so World of Warcraft officially like released this like launch roadmap, um, and it says the Drakthir will be playable starting on November 15th. And like, I so they're coming with the Primalist Invasion event, which you know how I... I do unironically love the invasion events. Is there always an invasion event? Yes. My fucking God, there's always one. But I kind of like it. If I get to see Moira out there riding around beating ass, I'm in. Yeah, you, your teammate will be out in the in the, in the back flanking the Primalist because she's a DPS Moira. <laughs> <laughs> also, this is like a world traveling event, which is certainly much better than Shadowlands where it's like, just hang around ICC this gray depressing wasteland and maybe some gray zombie will show up and you can kill him every two hours. Oh, I forgot. I did not like that event. Yeah. Like the most exciting thing was that like we, I think all of us did, or most of us got a big bag and that was about it. Right. Yeah. Or even BFA. Wasn't it just dark shore? So like not since Legion, have we had really a, a globe trotting adventure? Um, it was kind of an invasion of Northrend. They were, like, coming out of the ground, and they were back, and the villains that we had beat it before. So I, I, I would count that as an invasion, even though it's, it wasn't an icy hunk nobody wants to be in in the first place. With rewards that no one cares about. <laughs> hey, hey, I did get a cool ghost pausing around to this day. Everyone's like, what is that thing? And I'm like, oh, it's just some stupid thing I farmed. For I love people. getting the boring alliance set that I got in BFA, but I just got it in, like, <laughs> boo-boo blue instead of royal blue. Oh, boy. Um, But so with, with, with the Vokers coming out on the 15th, I'm probably going to play my Feral Druid to do, like, any... If there's any pre-patch things to do, are there even going to... Is there anything coming that's not talents damn you know what i didn't even think about that like pre-patch is starting but there won't there might just not be content this could be like a pre-shadowlands thing where at the end of bfa it's just like worgen's eyes have changed and you can make yourself any sex at the barber's shop enjoy that more or less yeah they also released the official patch notes for pre-patch and like i'll just quickly go through it because like we've already talked about most of these things but the main thing is the new talent system, and then also that mage, priests, and rogues are becoming available to all races. And then one of the big ones for me in particular is that oh. we can now customize our user interface using the system that's been available in the Dragonflight Alpha, Beta, etc. I haven't checked in that in a while since, like, Alpha, Early, Beta. I really, really hope they took all of my feedback. I said the most feedback I've ever sent to make sure that this shit gets customized right Though what I've heard about the feedback being received, it's probably not going to be as good as Bartender. That's my speculation right now, but we'll see. I do think I'm probably going to do like an add-on cleanse. Um, Maybe just try to get down to as few as possible. I'm going to try to use the default UI, I think, for a little bit instead of Bartender and see if I can get it to my liking. Are the achievements and character tags coming with that too? Yeah, so also in pre-patches, the 500 mount mount, and then there's uh, also rewards for, like, getting, like, 1,250 pets, 1,500 pets, 1,750 pets, and 2,000 pets. Can we fucking, you fucking pet battlers need to stand up, and you all need to stand with us and say, make the pet battle weekly every week 
so you guys can fuck off and not take away a week from us. Stand with us, please. It's interesting because I assume WoW has the stats about like how much time people actually spend on this stuff and the fact that like it's in a rotation and that like they're giving them more things like this, like they must be like the silent majority here or something, these like fucking pet battlers. No, they for sure are. The, the fact that I have to hear about Super Squirt Day so many times when it happens, and I'm like, how the fuck does everyone know this? Because they're all fucking, everyone's excited for it. So I'm glad they're out there. Just let them pet battle weekly every fucking week. Then also in pre-patch, there are two updates that we talked about, I think last week or maybe two weeks ago, with the now five players of any faction, if you're not in war mode, can tag enemies. And then also the res sickness, sickness change is coming in pre-patch as well. Can you give me a reminder? Our tier sets, are they going away or are they being nerfed? They or are they are being, being disabled? depowered. They are being disabled, I believe. They will, much like artifact weapons, they will do nothing. And I assume legendaries as well, then. Mm-hmm. No. We will, we will get big, useless equipment that we will then replace three weeks later. Legendaries will still work in Shadowlands content? Oh, you said that as if you had something else to say after that. Yeah, yeah, the the tonation of that was like, dot, dot, dot. I, if you're asking, I do not know. Uh, no, it was a statement, but I was I was also trying to quietly eat my Slim Jim okay, while I said I, it. There, so. there, there was a certain cadence, a certain tone to your voice. I was like, this dude's snapping into a Slim Jim mid-conversation. It's almost, I'm, I'm almost eating it. Well, the problem is the plastic, it's, this, it's just literally, it's so big. How big is this? This is a foot. It's bigger than a foot. It's bigger than my foot. I guess you, <laughs> you you did say that this was what, like, the Savage Turbo Slammed version. So I guess it does make sense that it's very large. I'm, I'm fairly confident that, like, if I found a ruler and brought it out here, it's longer than a ruler. So, yeah. This is, like, 18 inches of meat. It reminds me of my usual Friday night. Oh, Marcus. Okay. I'm so chewing. I don't know why I sort of <laughs> you are distinctly not okay. You actively put a giant bite of Slim Jim in your mouth, a- mouth as you said okay. <laughs> it's just so enticing. I can't help myself. Okay, so on the 15th, when we get the evokers, are we also getting a dungeon? Is this correct? Because I we, know that we, this is the, they said... Don't we get the, uh, what is it, Uldaman? Don't we get the Uldaman I'm, new I'm, I'm, I'm fairly certain. I haven't, again, I haven't really looked too far into what's happening on the 15th because i want a voker so bad so i don't really care until i get a vokers you know what i mean um i've been doing like crazy shit on the side and wow i'm I'm a maniac right now i feel like that's my first time hearing about us getting a dragonflight dungeon on the 15th though i just knew that we would be getting it ahead of time at some point at least that's what i remember them saying like two to three months ago and now knowing when evokers come out and when the actual expansion comes out, it's like, well, it's got to be that time, right? It's not going to be like three or four days beforehand. Okay, I think now we have to take this time to find it really quick, because just to make sure. Because I feel like we can't just be like, ah, I don't know, and then leave it there. You know, that's kind of... <laughs> um, I'm I'm pretty certain that, that that's happening. I'm just scrolling through Wildhead right now to find the timeline... Okay, I found Phase 2. Uh, phase 2, new race class to Drak the Evoker. I almost forget they're called Drak the Air. I just say Evoker because it just it's all-encompassing, right? Um, new Zone, the Forbidden Reach, which is where the Drak the Air start. So, of course, we're getting a starting zone with a new class. That's fine. 
New Dungeon, Uldaman, Legacy of Tear, located in the Badlands. In the Badlands? There's nothing in the Badlands. And uh, players will venture into Uldaman to lay claim to a legacy of knowledge left behind by the Titans. This ancient Titan facility is where long ago, allies of the heroic Keeper Tear hid the discs of Norganon. Let's fucking go. The discs of Norganon are back. Clap, 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 clap. So, um, I mean, it's in the Badlands because that's one of the zones that is in being invaded by the Primalists, I believe, right? They can have it. There's literally nothing there except for, I guess, <laughs> Uldaman. As long as we evacuate the three friends who saw Deathwing, I know they've played their part long ago, but I need to make sure they get out of there safe and sound. After that, you can have everything. That is actually insane that, like, I could not... If you asked me where Uldaman was, like, located... Like, if you asked me where the Discs or Norganon dungeon was, I wouldn't have been able to tell you. I never thought about it. The fact that it's been in the Bla the Badlands this whole time, because how often have we had to walk there as us three? Never. We queue into it, right? Yeah, I would have. With all that sand, I would have assumed it was on the other continent in the sandy zones. Yeah, that's where everything is. So it's it's just really funny that like I was like the Badlands. Why would it be there? Classic old man. has <laughs> been in the Badlands for like only five years by this point. <laughs> that's that's when I think I can really finally hone in is when that shit happens um i've been fucking doing like i'm I, i'm trying to get the veil strider title which goes away i should actually double check when that goes away i'm pretty sure it goes away when dragonflight drops not any of the pre-patch stuff yeah so you're crazy that you're started you're like starting to do it like this week like we only have a few weeks left and you're like yeah i'm gonna get that yeah you made reference to farming out the covenant content can you tell me about that? Because I don't know what any other Covenant does. You guys have sort of waffled about, like, the garden. And I know the Ember Court, but it sounds like you're doing abomination construction. What's that? So, so the achievement, Veilstrider, it's called, it's, the achievement is called Back from the Beyond. However, you don't, you can't look at it because it's a fucking feat of strength. So you have to fucking get a script or, like, search it yourself. It's so stupid for the requirements. You literally cannot look in your achievement journal to see your progress on it. It's basically like an all-encompassing, like, you defeated the Shadowlands. It's like, it's A to Zareth Mortis, it's do all the raids, it's um, do all the dungeons, and, and, you know, this is a bunch of requirements. There's all the Torgash shit is in there that I have to do eventually, fuck me. But one of them is... Uh, complete four of these covenant achievements. So if for the Night Fae, you have to be exalted with Merasmius. Okay, that's easy. Done. Anyone could do that. And then it's for the Kyrian, it's, I think it's do the final fight in the Trial of the Ascension. Yeah, in, in, in the arena. According to comments, you can do all of that in a day if you're dedicated enough. I've already started that. Um, I already have a level three. I like I just like months ago before, so I can I think I can do that really easy. The other two are fucking bitches. Um, the Ember Court is the one where you have to meet all the guests. <laughs> I don't think I can reasonably do that in time. Can I? No. Yeah. You in particular, Aaron, cannot. it's the it's the BR guest achievement where you have to host a party with all of them. Which like how many of them are there? Three, six, nine. It. It'd take you, like, six weeks, I think, because you can only have, like, 
four. three or four, four. But like at the beginning, you can only have one or two, I think. Well, mm-hmm. I, the thing is, I, think I haven't started it. Wait, doesn't it matter on how much you've upgraded your Sanctum? From my understanding is if you have a max Sanctum, you're good. Yeah, if you have a max Sanctum, you can invite all four. But then also, yeah, you'll have to farm. Although I guess everyone other than people who have been doing the Ember Court have it. You need to make sure you have enough rubies to get the specific invite that you need each week. Those things fall from the fucking sky. I'm sure I could do that. Okay, so there's 16 of them. So if you have a max from the start, that is 16 divided by four. So that's four weeks. And I will have a max as of tomorrow because I have upgraded my... I've been spending all my fucking anima. I've upgraded my Ember Court to rank four. I'm working on five. I and so then I have to do what's basically the meta achievement for the abomination factory, which is so unfair. Like it's like okay, so you have Marasmius, you could just be exalted with him, right? And then it's like, oh, well, for the Necrolords, you have to do everything with the abomination factory. Make all the abominations, make all the clothes, um, do all the quests. And I'm like, how the fuck? I will say though. I've actually really been enjoying this Abomination Factory time. For the first time in my life, I got to actually see Emony because I've never <laughs> seen her before because I never did the quest line. I just, because no one needs her. No, no Soulbind uses her. Oh, well, I unlocked her on my Priest because for a minute when I was doing, like, Necrolord stuff, like, I believe they use Emony. So I'm like, you don't know, you don't know anything about the Slaughter Dada. No, I'm, I'm at literally in the twilight hours of this expansion. I am learning about the Slaughter Daughter. <laughs> I only hang out with her just because I think it's neat that they even reference a Sethrak in year 2022. Like, it's like, oh my god, you guys, you made it to the next one. I thought for sure you guys would just get, you'd right? get Hosa and you'd get lost by the wayside. So I've been farming malleable flesh by going into Halls of Atonement and killing the mobs on normal by myself and just taking their flesh and bringing it back to make constructs. And then the constructs are like, hey, can you give me... I, I crafted the professor today and he was like, indubitably, I would like to read some books. Take me to where they make books, where the spines are made of human flesh. And I'm like, okay, bud, let's go, I guess. Oh my god, the, the spines are actually spines in Meldraxis for their books? <laughs> it was fucking surprised. So that's what I've been, I've been playing a lot, just trying to, just seeing what I can do. And I, I probably won't finish it, but at the very least, I can scoop up achievements and stuff, and, you know, I, it'd be a cool title to have, I don't know. That's certainly better than what I've been wasting my time with, getting Horde Heritage Armors, and specifically... The Blood Elf Paladin one, which is a piece of shit. Wait, wait, is it like, is it like a, oh, because you have to grind the rep, is that why? Well, I grinded the rep, I did everything. The thing is, it's like a legacy quest, I think, to be like, to reward all the good Blood Elf Paladins who have put so many years into the world of Warcraft. So it is tuned to, like, end game content. Not someone that you bum rush to 60 by doing Mechanar over and over. So this was going to be my bottom boot, but I'm just going to spill it right now. It's too tough. And I've looked online and people are like, well, maybe they'll fix it next time. Like when Dragonflight's getting lean, maybe they'll go back and fix it. Stuff hits too hard because it's expecting you to be like an actual geared person. 
And everyone's just like, oh, you just got to go gear yourself up. But I was like, I don't want to gear loser Mar up. <laughs> I don't want to spend any more time on this dude than I need to. Yeah, I don't blame you. It's weird that it's tough. I, I didn't know that. And I'm glad that I know that because maybe because I've also been leveling shit and uh, maybe I won't bother fucking with that part. <laughs> It, uh, and the worst part is it's just an ugly set. It's a very ugly looking set, especially compared to the Blood Elf Heritage Armor, which I did get. But We can use the weapons like, as alliance, right, though? No. I think we can, can't we? I don't, I don't think so. And also, the weapon doesn't look super great either. But I think it's Horde exclusive. I, In fact, I think it's Blood Elf Paladin exclusive. Like... Loser Mar can use it, and that's it. No, I don't think so. Um, at the very, I, because I, I know that the Dark Iron weapons appeared on my warrior, so he can at least use his other allied race weapons. I don't know because there are Blood Elf Heritage weapons, and then there's a very specific spear for Blood Elf Paladins. I haven't super looked into it, but it kind of sounds like that stuff is exclusive to Blood Elf Paladins once you unlock it. Only time will tell. Well, it'll never tell because with pre-patch beginning next week, I'll probably just play other things. I I won't hang out with Loser Mar in this next week, and then that'll be it. Her fate will be sealed. Yeah, so Celsi91 says, get the second polearm transmog on the plate set that can only be used by Blood Elf Paladins. What's the point? Why are people trying to get this? It's I because they love being blood elf paladins. I guess that's just one of the number one things the horde wants to be. So this appeals to a lot of people, but not me. I don't blame you. But another thing that they announced, I believe, earlier today that is coming out on the twenty fifth as well with this upcoming reset is they're starting a new series of animated shorts um, for Dragonflight called Dragonflight Legacies. Which I was, I was incredibly excited to see, and I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt, but I did see a lot of scenes that were just Dawn of the Dragons, which it's good to keep up with those, but as a guy who just listened to the Dawn of the Dragons audiobook, I was like, boo, give us new stuff. I imagine it's going to kind of be like Janus thing, where, or like, what was it, what was it when it was, it was the three something? Warbringers. Warbringers. We're like, some of it we like kind of knew, and then some of it we're like, oh shit, they're like compounding on this lore and shit. Yeah, like what they showed in this like minute clip or whatever it was, it was like Nosdormu talking a lot, so I feel like we're probably going to get dragon lore through them whether it be like recaps of what people who have read like what Aaron just finished reading or I, I don't know or maybe because like I feel like I feel like if they did make shorts that were basically the same thing it would still reach a bunch of people who had never read that so yes and also there were Drakthir paintings in the animatic so it very much could make sense where it's like here's the history of the Drakthir and then the final one releases on November 15th and it's like Remember all that lore you just learned? Now you are the lore. Whoa. Also, I missed this announcement completely. Blizzard has announced that weapon illusions on artifact appearances will be arriving soon after Dragonflight launch. So you can put fun illusions on, like, your legion artifacts. That's awesome. That's awesome. But, like, I always thought it was weird that you couldn't. Because they're legendary weapons of power and their appearance shall not be changed by any mortal hands until Chromie turned back time and said, let's do it before then. And that's it. That's why we can do it now. 
I can't wait to take those highly detailed artifact weapon models and slap the scrunkliest, scrungiest, like classic <laughs> weapon enchantment on there. Those ones where it's like ice breath and it's a white box that ebbs and flows around it because they didn't get particle effects yet. It'll be beautiful. Really just bring down the resale value on your Yeah, Really, it's just, it's like putting stickers on your Xbox. It's like, oh, I, I saw what you were going for, bud, but that just looks terrible. You covered up the exhaust ports, Mickey. What are you doing? <laughs> your, your darn Xbox is going to overheat, and that's why we can't play Rock Band 2. We got to play a board game now. It keeps it from red ringing. That's what my cousin Richie told me. Okay, Mickey. Except that stickers over the exhaust don't don't do that, but you know it does. Putting a towel over it, people. What? <laughs> I will I will swear by it. I had a little green towel that I would wrap my Xbox in whenever I transported it, and I would put it over it when I was done playing, and it never red ringed after that. Maybe like the dust didn't get into it. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. And people made fun of me, but that little green towel saved my life. I still I'm have so, it here. I'm about to make fun of you right now, <laughs> you little towel boy. I like that it was green because it was an Xbox. Exactly. It, when it was that same like sickly Xbox 360 green, too, which was just a coincidence. It was just a dust rag my mother had. But that guy stayed with me forever. Like I said, he's still around, although I don't cover my Xbox 360 anymore because there's nothing it can do that my X-Bone cannot. Oh, shit. Also, heads up. Next week, the episode, I'm going to have some chunky audio again because I'm going to be in God's country, Louisville, Kentucky, uh, when, when we record. <laughs> well, howdy, everyone. We're past episode 200, which means it's time for me to get off my high horse and get back to work. Today, I'm here with Percoletta. So Perk30, my man, what's the first thing you do once pre-patch opens up? Okay, so this sounds a bit cringe, but I just can't stop thinking about those ducks, lol. Hmm, the little guys Blizzard showed off in the reveal trailer? Exactly! They're just so fucking cute! I need to find one and make it my hunter pet ASAP! Hmm, that's an honorable goal, though I've only seen them as critters at this point. What will you do if you can't make one a battle pet? Then I'll take a fucking nap, and someone can wake me up when Blizzard finally gets some sense. Blizzard, please! Listen to this girl's plea. She may be a perk, but she's the one in pain. Well, perk, here's hoping you won't have to hit the snooze button too much before you can finally wake up. Until that day, though, I've been Growl, and this has been me on the Prowl. Thank you, Growl. Now here's some more talking. So we got some interesting lore drops this week involving probably one of our favorite talking points, the Titans and Odin. 
So if you're worried about the spoilers for some reason and you walk into the wrong fucking show, this is your last warning. Get the fuck out. Because we're going to Spoilerville, baby. Odin's not very nice. He's not Dude, nice he, at all. Cheeto Beard has always been a fucker, and now we know exactly the extent of his fuckeriness. Okay, so apparently uh, there there have been some lore books. Uh, some lore books have been added to Older Man, Legacy of Tear in the Badlands. I think I'm going to add that to the end of it every time now. <laughs> Just because it's so shocking that it's out there. Edict of the Prime Designate, which is Odin. Volume 742. I love that this is volume 742. Which, which means that he's written, like, 800 edicts in general. Is anyone even, like, reading these? Just, a, just imagine the big man journaling. What a nerd. Do you think he has one of those, like, an- <laughs> do you think he's utilized anti-brother technology? I, w- I was going to bring it up if you weren't, yeah. <laughs> Only my voice can open my secret journal. <laughs> Tyr does not understand that the password is not Boogers, but is instead my crush's name, Jeremy Fitzgerald. Sorry, Poop Kid. Oh, <laughs> Poop Kid wouldn't have existed. He would have, spoilers, hated Poop Kid. Edict of the Prime Designate, Volume 742. He starts off with Keepers. It has been brought to my attention that, as of late, many of you have become fascinated by the emergence of mortal beings. That is, creatures born of flesh rather than crafted of stone and steel, like our loyal Titan Forged. While my initial impulse was to eradicate these aberrations before they evolved further, I now believe they may prove useful if properly controlled. Yet even as we guide their development according to the edicts of the titans, we must always remember that mortal minds are destined to be small and incapable of complex understanding. Therefore, as your prime designate, I must establish a few minor but necessary regulations to govern your interactions with these nascent beings. Fuck you, Odin. Right off the bat, fuck you. And also, like, the, in general, the vibe that he's laying down with these edicts is very similar to um, Slide. It was doing a little bit of research before the pod. It's it's very similar to the tone that is set in the first Chronicle book, which is written through the perspective of the Titans, right? Yeah, I was rereading that, and it's just, it comes off so funny. I, I, I'll get to that a little later. But the edict goes on. First, all historical records documenting the advancements of the Black Empire are to be purged immediately. Paint that age as one of chaos and misery, a pernicious blight that we keepers eradicated. With the old gods locked in confinement, there should be no evidence available to contradict our assertions. Surely if you care for these mortals, you would not wish to see them led astray into darkness. What the fuck did the Black Empire accomplish that Odin tried to attribute to them and the Titans? I wonder if it's like societal things like infrastructure, because clearly like the Black Empire was building things like building maybe like highly technological societies. And he's like, he didn't ask me and Norganon if they could do that. Smush them. And like, maybe you're onto something because like when we went to like, 
what was that raid called? Nyalotha? Nyalotha, yeah. The Sleeping City. Yeah, when we went there, there was a lot of cool tech, and, like, the the architecture of it was really cool. And they... So, I wonder. I wonder here. So then, like, in general, I'm like, was Nazoth not a bad guy? Um, this is interesting, because I, I, I agree. The architecture that we saw in Nyalotha was shocking i guess i guess i thought it would just be like squiggly purple tentacles everywhere yeah and it was yeah, like that's, obelisks yeah there was physical infrastructure there was architecture there which yeah you would not have expected of the faceless ones who typically just hang out in flesh pits made out of their boss so it's almost like there maybe there was a people there was a stuff and then the pantheon attacked them and put them into the void dimension and that's when the old gods were like let's get nasty let's turn into a flesh abominations we're mad at these guys now you're on to something that i'm gonna get to later aaron remind me to come back to that dimension talk um i i don't think that odin is saying uh i don't think odin is framing them as being bad guys i think they are bad guys but i think he's He's lying about some things that they've done because those kind of advancements and those kind of like whatever they were doing would could be used by them to have people join the Black Empire. But oh yeah, they they did make that really cool spire down down in the Badlands. Maybe I should join the Black Empire. I like I like that it's the implication is not that it's like oh they made tools or they made life advancing things. It's like damn roger they did make a big ass building <laughs> you know what i don't see our gods making huge cool buildings like this you know it might it might more so be that like some of those structures that they had like were could be used to like i i don't know because like they they had like teleporting between like dimensions kind of right like i don't know if this is just like an affix in like the dungeons then but like the pillars that you'd click on and they would trip like put you mm. on like the Ooh. other dimension type thing right Oh, look at you! They, they had some transcendence type stuff that not even the Pantheon could do, so they're like, well, we gotta hide it. That is actually, that's a great theory. I haven't I haven't heard that one yet. Um, okay, so we're gonna go on. So that was the first one. He's, and he goes on and says, Second, attribute all accomplishments and works of wonder to the Titans alone. Despite the relentless arguments made by some of you, this is not a fallacy. After all, can anything truly be said to exist until it has been ordered? Of course not. Therefore, it is irrefutable that the Titans are the source of all creation. Third, teach them nothing of the First Ones. Mortals could not conceive of the wonders these beings granted to the Titans in Xerath Ordis, and learning of the progenitors would only confuse them. It is enough that mortals know the Titans brought order to the cosmos, and that they are owed deference. Xerath Ordis? So that's that's I our mean, realm, I would assume. That's Azeroth. I mean, maybe. Or it's just the realm of the Titans, right? It's like the Titans mm-hmm. version of Xerath Mortis. So, like, Xerath Mortis is, like, the zone where the first ones created, like, the, like, use as their, like, junkyard to create things. So then, like... Who knows what Xerath Ordis is, or Xeriordi. Like, I feel like maybe the Titans maybe just saw Xerath Mortis and were like, ooh, we like this tech, and then they created their own? Yeah, so, okay, yeah, this is this is so bizarre. 
because it, it sounds like Xerath Ortis is a different area in the Shadowlands where the Titans were just straight up created. Mortals could not conceive of the wonders these beings granted. These The first ones granted to the Titans. So I open the Chronicle to see what the... Because it's written by Titan perspective. To see what they said about the creation, right? No one knows when or why the first Titan awoke. But legends hold his name was Amundul. Though Amundul was alone, he knew in his heart that others of his kind must exist. Thus, he explored the worlds of the great dark beyond, intent on finding more titans. How much of a lie is that? Because it says that these beings were granted power in Xerath Ortis. I don't know if a titan. There's only like eight titans that we know of. So there's no way that they were like, we're going to make you and send you on your own. They're just, this. everything is just such a fucking lie from the titans, basically. He signs off and he says, while some among you would prefer to argue these points further, such debate can no longer be tolerated. I remind you that I speak with the authority of the Titans, and any further dissent may cause me to question whether you've succumbed to outside influences. Remember, life is chaos. It must be controlled. Your leader, Prime Designate Odin, mm, love you. Okay, my other possible theory is that, like, in the classic, like, well, this is from the Chronicle, so, like, the that chart that we always like to look at, the one that you're, like, yeah, you're scrolling to right now, the one where it's, like, the different, like, like, light, life, order, shadow, death, disorder, and then, like, reality of Azeroth right in the center. So, Xerath Mortis, if this is in accurate at all, which we don't think it really is because the Titans made this chart, if this is the case, then, like, Xerath Mortis is probably, like, the death version of that, and then maybe Xerath Ortis is its own, slightly across the chart. Or Xerath Ortis, maybe Xerath Ortis is just straight up in the arcane area. Like, maybe it's just, like, that's what it's based off of. Maybe, like, that's, like, the, the crux of all order is Xerath Ortis. It's just attribute all accomplishment and works of wonder to the Titans alone. So, I think, I, I don't know. I think there's, like, I know, jealousy is the wrong word, but I think... There's a lot of corruption where they were given some power to maybe be part of the system, but then given enough intelligence to be like, yo, we can really meddle with things and mesh things up so that we are the pantheon. We are the leaders of everything. We're tired of being cogs in the machine. We will just become the machine itself. Because I forgot, they don't reference the first ones ever, right? So, I mean, I guess distinctly here he says to never do so. So, now that we know about that, Odin's probably going to be pissed. I was going to say, how mad do you think they are that, like, when we come back to Azeroth and, like, the next time we see them, we're like, yeah, we were just hanging out in the sepulchre of the first ones, and then Odin's like, who? Exactly. And then they're like, we could not destroy Argus the Unmaker. And then we did it the first time as a group of 30 people. And they're like, well, at least it took you 30 guys. And then we come back and tell them that, what, you did it with like two other broker guys? That's really got to steam them up. <laughs> and what's what this is from Odin, right? And Odin's not a Titan, Odin's a keeper. So he's trying to keep the Titans' legacy in order. Ooh, so you, I wonder if his bosses even know. Right, exactly. That's the thing. I was going to say, we haven't really talked to the Titans. Well, then I was like, well, wait a minute. All of them were there when we defeated Argus. They were all, I, so I kind of want to go back, and I think I will for next episode, and just like look at like the dialogue, see if there's anything in there that they've been like, 
oh, the the first ones. Or, you know, maybe like they were like, oh, have you guys been to Zareth Ordis? Like maybe something like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even breadcrumbs. It's an entire loaf of bread. It's just they just recite all of these things, but we were too excited to defeat Argus. So we're like, whatever, losers. See you in the battle for Azeroth. Yeah, it's like their voice lines when you click on them. Like you, you just click on um, what's what's the big big tree lady? Room uh, Krug Nuum. No, the Titan. Oh, A and R. You click on A and R, and then she's like, "I miss Zareth Ortis." <laughs> it is I'm... such a shame what we including me, Amon Thule, did to the Black Empire, but we couldn't let people know that they made the first work. <laughs> they made timers for the boats. Or, or like, actually, you click on them, and then they're like, I hope Azerithians know exactly, for better or worse, the technological advances that the Black Empire provided for them before they went insane and tried to ruin everything. Have you guys even read a cool Black Empire motorcycle? What, you haven't? Were they did, were they just hidden away? What if all that dialogue was actually on Groom New Cruit this whole time, and no one talks to her enough to hear it? <laughs> no one ever waited because I mean they talk pretty slow. It's like, did you know? And it's like I gotta go collect anima. Fuck you! And then they lift up their hand. It's like I wanted to tell you of the Black Empire's <laughs> achievements. I, I, I'm giving, so like, Wildhead called them straight up fascist, which, I mean, it sounds kind of fascist. I, I can agree with that. And it's even funnier to like, so like, again, I, I was pooping and I'm reading the Chronicle. Uh, the Void Lords and the Birth of the Old Gods is what the section is titled. And just one of the sentences is literally just like, these entities came and were known as the Void Lords. They had long watched the Pantheon and their journey from world to world. They were envious of their power and they sought to corrupt their Titan to make it their own. Now, if we know anything about fascists, fascists like they're the Republican Party of the United States of America, they project, they project, they project, they project. Whatever they say that someone's doing, they're doing. The Titans... They're they're saying the Void Lords were envious of us. It kind of sounds like the Titans were envious, or the Keepers were envious of the Void Lords. And then, like the fact that like Odin is going through these like hoops to like basically bootlick the Titans when he isn't even a Titan. It's like literally like the Blue Lives Matter people. <laughs> <laughs> What was the thing about dimensions that you said that I said remind me of? Well, the the Black Empire were able to shift dimensions as part of their technology, and it's certainly something that the Pantheon doesn't know how to do. They're just based in their one universe here. It was something you said, but I don't remember now, so we'll, we'll, I'll figure it out for next episode. My my big thing is, and this is this is officially my. Crinkle up your tinfoil is my tinfoil hat moment. They distinctly have him be like, I know some of you are interested in the mortal races. Uh, Quit that shit. And when I think of one of the keepers that is distinctly interested in mortal races, it's Tyr, considering he was like personally hanging out with the dragons. That was something that happened in Dawn of the Dragons. I know Tyr is dead, but if he came back... And he and Odin had a big slobber knocker fight. I think that would be pretty cool. Because it'd be like, 
I've worked, I've made these dragons. I gave them the gift of intelligence. Fuck you, Odin. And it's like, you were always too keen on your pets, Punch. I don't remember where I read this, if it's even true or if it's conjecture, but I saw someone say that um, a, fr a, a Fraziabi, a Fraziabi oh, yes, originally dang. wanted uh, Tyr to have been turned into an old god minion. And it was General Kalaxix, or whoever is before, whoever's before Yaxaran. Mm, yes. Um, it's a, yes. one of the generals. And he, he wanted him to be Tyr. And they were like, no, that's not happening. Again, I don't know how true that is, but like, I think that'd be kind of cool. I don't know. Also, also, I'm just realizing they were, I know people are like written by the Titans. What a cop out. It's the ultimate, like, gotcha now. Who even knows if he actually died, if this history is written by the Titans? <laughs> exactly. What, what else are they hiding? Like, no no living race was there. I guess the dragons were, but no, like, sentient race was there a million zillion years ago. Who knows if they took the body and he's still around and they've just been, like, they put him in super secret prison like Raden. No, and that's the thing. And now that we're having an expansion where we're going to be interacting with dragons more than we ever have been, maybe they'll also provide insight that we've never known about the Titans. Okay, I actually found... I, I remembered what I what I wanted to talk about, about the dimensions thing. So, okay. So when this book states that the, the Keepers were created to help purge Azeroth of the Void Lord infestation... So they came, the Titans made them to fight the Black Empire. The Black Empire had employed the Elementals, Therizine, Ragnaros, Alakir, Neptalon, because they enslaved them and beat them in a war previously. The Titans beat all the Elementals who were working for the Old Gods, right? The Titans created the Elemental Plane to banish them to. What if the Titans created Nihilotha... And banished the void gods or any dark people, or the, the, banished them to Nihilotha, and, and they created it. Technically, they already have magic in ordering dimensions. Why couldn't they make another one? Maybe that's why they wanted to cover it up because they didn't want us to know that they were actually part of the reason why they escaped effectively. Yeah, because they were like, "Oh, they'll be contained." Yeah, why the old gods were not smited. Years ago, they were just put in a cage because the Titans just didn't want to deal with it anymore. So effectively, this new re this new Nihilotha with renewed vigor is on them for being lazy. And that's also like slide. You said something about like the elements as well, and like the so like they created the did they create the Firelands? Well, it's it said that they pushed back the Ragnaros and Duos volcano. They pushed back them all, and that they banished them to an elemental plane that they had created. And, like, this is wild to me, too, because, like, I feel like this also ties into the primalists that are happening now. Is that why they're invading? They're like, you bitches, boy, you bitches banished us, and we're going to free Nihilotha, too. Ah! Ooh. The Violet Drakes could get in on this. They'd be like, damn, you guys made that? <laughs> they tear off their, like, loving the Pantheon patches and put on their old god hats again. It's like, we're switching teams again, again. Put on your eye in his off, everybody. Um, okay, I... <laughs> I never took mine off. Same, though. I found the section uh, in the Chronicle, Volume 1. 
Although the elemental lords had been defeated, the keepers knew that they could not utterly destroy the beings. Holy shit. The spirits of the elementals were bound to Azeroth. If they were killed, they would come back. They would manifest again in time. Ra found a solution. He set out to imprison the elementals like Sargeras had done to the demons. Uh, he worked with Helia. They crafted four interlinked domains within a pocket dimension known as the Elemental Plane. Ra and Helia then banished the Elemental Lords and nearly all of their servants to this enchanted prison realm. Why could they not do the same with Nihilotha? They just should change four to five and bam. And, 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 and it literally, like, this is the same. Like, it, they knew that they could not destroy the beings. What if, it says the spirits of the elementals were bound to Azeroth itself. What if the whole idea of the Void Lords sending beings into other planets is false? What if the old gods originated on Azeroth to begin with? What if they are of Azerothian nature? Like they were born, like what if this is their home base? Like what if, like what if this is where they started before they did anything else? But then the Titans and Keepers just were like, oh, actually the mortals that we actually like that we can hoodwink are actually going to be here, and we're forcing you guys out. The, the Titans yeah, showed up after. Yeah, it's just like, we, we have we have 100% power, you have 95% power, so we can beat you up and claim that we're the only ones that lived here. And then the old gods are like, what the heck, man? Just because I'm an undulating mass of eyeballs, you shouldn't be mean to me. Man, that's crazy. The, the only thing that we have established is that we know for, for a matter of a fact is that the Titans arrived after the void lords and the elementals they came and there was already a void planet it's easily they could have just been the void could have God. taken over the rest of them can you imagine being a religious character in world of warcraft <laughs> you go through legion and realize god's a bully and it's like well at least god's god is nice and then <laughs> you're going through and you realize god's god is a bully Fuck. and then she at least you're like at least we went to the first one's realm so i can i don't know personify them and pretend like they're nice people Listen, new Buckwild theory. Azeroth never woke up because Azeroth doesn't exist as a titan. Azeroth is actually just the old gods. Whoa. Whoa, instead of like a hot fit lady in there, there's just a bunch of, there's like a black blob with a bunch of mouths. Yeah, like all of the old gods that we face are just like different parts of Azeroth, like the air quotes Titan. Is, yeah, like, again, like wait, you're right. Like we don't have any proof that there is an Azeroth. All we know is that, that the Titans say there is, but they lie about everything. I, 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 yeah, so like, it, literally anything can be a lie now. And Magni was literally listening to it talking to him. What else talks to people like that? Old gods. Old gods whisper to people and make them believe shit like this. Or or Odin just had a little telephone that he was Star 69 calling him on. Oh, yeah, I Odin think is you like, should get Azerite. She said that's what we need. Uh, uh, Odin is like, another technology that the old gods uh, made was this little Powerpuff Girls hotline phone that I can tap into <laughs> Magni's mind. We're, we're running out of time, but I think next week we'll talk more about... Oh, will we? Who knows? We'll talk more about this thing, because oh, there's also look, there's more of the Titan shit. Um, Galakrond apparently drank out of some water <laughs> on the Dragon Isles, and that, that water was 
potentially uh, potentially poisoned by Yogg-Saron to corrupt him and make him eat other dragons. That's 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 fine. That's fine. Odin or somebody, one of the Titans, I don't remember who, one of the keepers was like, hey, what if we put order magic in this water instead of the bad magic? And it made the dragons our servants and do what we wanted them to do. So this is why all the this is just potentially why all these dragons are simps for the titans. Oh, one hundred percent, because they it's literally built into the genetic code coming out of this fucking water. Oh, I love this shit. This is so cool. We are now a WoW conspiracy theory podcast. Get louder with DNR. Buckle up, everyone. It's me, <laughs> Alex Straza Jones, cousin of Harrison Jones, coming to you. I. I'm giving you all the true facts that you need. Unfortunately, I can only do it for two weeks. Then I gotta pay my million gold, and I assume die. <laughs> yeah, dude, dude. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was, <laughs> I was corrected. One billion gold. Hey, it's me, uh, Ben Shapiro-ghost. Um <laughs> I really, <laughs> I really think we should um, believe the dragons and everything they say. It seems correct to me. Those are both really good. Um, honestly, I'm going to pat myself on the back for not knowing any other of these far-right conspiracy theorists. Get louder with Yasira Crowder. <laughs> Hello, it's me, Paul. <laughs> Let's see. Hey, everybody, it's me, Randy <laughs> Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Cut, cut that out. No, cut that leave out. that in, Randy Bailey. I see your fucking no, Twitter, we've, you whack we've, job. We've called. Is he still around? Is he still doing his thing? His friend still. He plays, oh, he plays WoW still. He played Overwatch the other day together. God, Randall. Paul Joseph Swatson. I swat things with my dragon tail. There you go. It took me all that time to find that one out. Mass after a top two, bottom boot, medium moot. Aaron, kick us off. Well, I'm going to go ahead and say that I have a top two this week. My toot this week is that Adorno graciously gifted us an hour-long audio documentary called Relentless, The Wonderful Boys Who Never Stopped Firing. And it featured interviews with plenty of members of the DN Army. It was amazing. I cried little tears at my new job. And the man said, why are you crying? And I said, you wouldn't get it. And then I ran out flailing into the street. This is all a true story. He flailed real hard. I did. And then I was hit by a car, which is why I'm a ghost. Happy Halloween, kitties. (laughs) Car hand hook door. But it was lovely. Thank you so much, everyone who contributed. It's great. You can listen to it on our feed. It's the one with the red symbol, and it doesn't look like a usual episode. Go and give it a listen. Immunization, what is your TTBBMM? Well, this is unfortunate because, like, I was also going to basically more or less say that as my top two. So I'm just going to say it again and reiterate it. Like, top two for Adorno and all the DMR, DN Army putting in so much work for that. Like, that was really cool. Listen to it if you haven't already, guys. Also, yeah, just, like, thanks for, like, saying it's cool for us to post it to our feed because, like, I feel like I loved it so much and I just want as many people possible to hear it because it was so cool. Yeah, that shit was fucking litty. But, uh, Slide Whistle, what do you got? I got a top two, and it's not that one. 
Because <laughs> you guys have already said it twice. Well, you could say it a third time. No, I'm going to talk about this beautiful experience buff happening right now. The winds of wisdom have finally blown our way. Classic's dead to me. Only because now I can level my retail <laughs> characters at the blink of an eye. It's actually, dare I say, too fast. Which is weird, weird to say. Um, I leveled my warrior, Hey. Um, hey. Hey. From 50 to 60, literally 13 dungeons from 50 to 60. 13 dungeons. That's nothing. That is wild. And you've done this for several characters now, too. I The way I did it, um, I just queued the dungeons. I'm, I've done it for my warrior, my rogue, which, man, I, I, I rogue seems easy to play, but it's so boring outlaw is just like such a set such oh, a set no. rotation i was listening to old episodes and you were talking about how excited you were to live the frigate life and here we are years later i mean like i, I don't know which is boring in comparison to like what i've been doing with other stuff i mean but like i could do it i could be i could be a great rogue if i was dedicated enough um i tell you what i like the punch but I just feel like it leaves a lot. I don't know. Like something about it just didn't feel as good as my warrior. The warrior felt amazing. The amount of AOE that I had, um, execute is so chunky and it's just oh, and I felt like I was like understanding what to do. It was just great. So I have like one sixty and then one fifty seven. So I've got seventeen levels from like twenty dungeons. How much longer do the, are the wins with us? I think the wins go away when the Drek'thir show up. I'm pretty certain yes. on the 15th is when the wins so, goes away. So, like, three weeks till from now. It's so much time to level your stuff. I, I don't know if I'm going to... Like, I wanted to level everything, right? I wanted to get all my alts to 60 before it became a little harder to do that. But now, this fucking Veil Strider back from the Beyond Achievement thing is, like, bit me in the ass. And I want to get as much as I can accomplished so i don't know how much i'm gonna be doing which is a blessing because i do have a level 60 boost and i do have a priest that <laughs> that needs to be boosted to 60 because i don't think i can do it maybe you can play it for me and play holy priest on my account because I, it's just so boring i'm not gonna level for you well fuck you then speaking of saying fuck you to someone i'm sure that's coming up in approximately 45 seconds but i have some other names to say before then those names include command sergeant major chizurla fourth host of the podcast you monkey ahoy vince aka nathanos killed himself to see sylvanas and she won't even pick up the phone ensign slash drag race azarin mitch who wants the pod to know that the hunters of uno moss are burly boys crucifix cardike saracen hawk three duck dorno <laughs> gershi squirt Ooh, a squirt Hoax, asking Growlina to say, For the Horde. Vanderlyle, generational talent, smarf, debased god. I, I get that Slide whistle says, oh, Fuck Craig! I just assume it's a sports thing. It's wrestling. Oh, fun. And Will, aka Tire, trade chat's fallen father. With that, we're out of here. If you guys want to join this beautiful list of ball headed babies, I'd kiss on top of their head any day. You can join the Patreon at patreon.com slash do not relent, where we have 30 to 
nah, 45 minute episodes where we are just trash out of our mind talking about random bullshit you made us talk about. Uh, send us any emails to do not pod at gmail.com. Send me your personal emails and love letters at navarracoffin at gmail.com. And don't forget, the Black Empire created weed. More about that next week. <laughs> what about you guys? Where are you at? You can find me, Alex or Immunization, on Twitter at New Era Alex. You could follow our podcast Instagram account on the gram at Do Not Relent, or you could join our Discord at Do Not Relent.com. If you're looking for the truth, you can find me at the Big Cheesy on Twitter.com until they boot me off for telling the truth. You can buy your not soy based diet supplements, your brain pills. Get them all, Kagan. At do, <laughs> do not relent.livejournal.com. And if you want to watch the absolute truth and give me some money because I got to pay that 1 billion gold, go to twitch.tv slash Aaron DNR. DNR, brother. Snap Darren's neck. Ah. Hey, look at this picture of Drake in host chat. This is like, as we were wrapping up, I just opened uh twitter and this is the first thing i saw <laughs> and I, well i saw uh, it and i was like what is that pop, pop crave followed by kim petrus <laughs> butterfly and anthony light one fantano says drake looks handsome in his new instagram photo <laughs> uh, and he's he's a very attractive man though i feel like that <laughs> that headband's a little high up kind of goofball energy if you ask it. me all right, with that, we're out of here. Thanks, Drake. See you guys next week. And remember, another down. Do not relent. Do Not Relent is a podcast within the 3HNC network, representing U.S. Proudmore's premier podcasts. That was a very good wish.